to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is Game 2 against the Winnipeg Jets and Game 1 of Mark Scheifele's suspension. So, Four-game suspension. Four-game suspension. So, uh, going off that, I think, you know, the Habs got to really take advantage of these four games. I mean, that's a big loss to, to Winnipeg. You know, now they're down Scheifele, Statsny, um, DeMello. DeMello. Uh, so, they got a big, big hole on defense on a, on a defensive core that already wasn't very strong. And now... You know, you punch out Shifley at, at that center position, and uh, you know we gotta really—they're weak down the middle, and we gotta expose that. And I think we've been seeing that in the neutral zone. They can't really seem to get the puck out of the neutral zone, and our D are doing a really good job with that. Yeah, I think look, just going off of just the first period, nothing spectacular from the offense. Still great possession time, especially from that fourth line of Stall, Perry, and Armia. Yeah. Um, but just they've sneakily been like the best line we have oh easily. By far. And, and I don't mean this series. I mean, like, in general. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Stahl's our point leader. Yeah. With but, that kind of mitts. Yeah. Think about that. Well, that's exactly it. And, yeah, basically just the the only thing is, obviously, you want to up the offense a little bit. Like, could be a little pressure. But at the same time, the defense has been immaculate. Yeah. Like, it's just, they've been completely shut down. There hasn't been one dangerous chance, really. We shut down that two-on-one two on there. Uh, yeah, Chirot there was no shot. Extended. It was great. And that was a dangerous chance. You know, Kyle Connor can shoot the puck, but... Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think we need to, you know, just keep the pressure up on 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 the forecheck. You know, we're having this great five man back back check that's just, uh, you know, absolutely killing that Winnipeg's uh, possession in our zone. But you know, with that, we have to do what we did in game one and really get those guys to break out quickly because that's how we get all our chances in front of the net. And um, you know, Hellebuck looks a little bit more confident right now. His positioning's a lot better, and he seems to, you know, basically just absorb. Just be a little more settled in. Yeah, he's a bit more settled in. So yeah, I think we're let gonna the first be, uh, one or two go in and see how. Yeah, that no, I'm, no, I'm confident. I just, I think we're gonna have to be a little bit more uh, forceful than we were in game one, where we were kind of just getting these like, you know, banks off his pad. Yeah, as as the period went on, the Habs looked better too. Yeah. I think they came out a little lackadaisical, but... Yeah, we're probably seeing the fatigue here. Yeah, and also uh, just, like, again, there's that underestimation of being like, all right, so they're top pair defensemen. Yeah, you think they're... they're, uh, Just for the the first few minutes, it looked like... Because, you know, you're going into a game where you just stole the first home game away from them. You know, they lost their first line center. Their second line center is injured. And a guy who plays top minutes with their D pair, you're almost assuming if you just kind of like go through the motions yeah, by, by default, you'll win. And like, that's not how hockey works. No. Right, well, look at us with the Leafs. I that's mean, like, it. That so could happen. I, I want to see a little uh, amped up. Yeah. And, and, you know, guys step up. That's what happens in the playoffs is, you know, guys do step up. We see it all the time. So can't really, you know, rest, you know, on the fact that uh, they, they have terrible depth in center position now. But at the same time, you have to expose it. Um, and, um, you know, I, I was trying to do the calculus of, like, you know, they're underestimating the team because Shifley's not there, but then they're trying to play hard for Jake. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, where does that kind of leave us? But I think yeah. you're right in the sense that, uh, you know, the play hard for Jake Evans kind of is going to kind of more show itself as physicality instead of taking advantage of the other teams. Yeah, so. what, I, what I think is going to wake the guys up is the first big hit that Winnipeg throws. Yeah, there's going to be a scrum in front of them. Yeah, or just, or just in general a big hit. Like, I, I think it'll just be like, oh, yeah, remember that. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it'll just kind of wake them up. That or or, or just if Winnipeg scores, which I don't think they're going to, like, have this immense pressure. But, you know, they, they still have a lot of guys that can hurt you, like, on the scoreboard and, and on the ice, literally. 
So I hope Logan Stanley gets his bell rung, and I hope it's <laughs> like a Tory Lekkinen or yeah, something. I so mean, he can't handle Lekkinen yeah. so far. I just want someone who, like, physic physically, like, the guy will be ashamed of. Yeah, I mean, that's that's everyone in the league on that when you're yeah. that size. It's just like, <laughs> he needs to grow. Like, yeah, it's, it's sad. You're a professional athlete. Because, like, the thing is, dude, is, like, you, you, he's he's already slow as hell. You might as well pack on another 30, 40 pounds I and know. actually be a threat physically. Because, like, at that size, it's like you basically only have your reach. Well, that's it. Because, like, he, you know, Shea Weber's weights more than him. Like, yeah, but Shea Weber dummied him yeah, after so. the game. So Anyway, yeah, we're going to catch the second. They're about to drop the puck, and we'll catch up with you guys in the second intermission. All okay. right, and we're back after two. A uh, little bit of a monotonous... Yeah, we got a goal, though. Yeah, a little bit of a yeah. knockout, I was going to say. Nice shorthanded goal from Toffoli. Assists are from um, Beautiful shot. Weber and Lechnin. So Lechnin gets on the board right away. Yeah. Um, oh. Shout out Habs tonight. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it was, was a, Dale uh, Weiss's brother. No, it was... Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah it was, he predicted right. that Lechnin would get a goal. Yeah, Derek in, uh, uh, He would get an assist, specifically. Yeah, so good job, Derek. Yeah, uh, way to really brave, aim high. Uh, yeah, real, <laughs> real brave <laughs> projection, but... You got it. So yeah, so uh, yeah. To you. And a lot of a lot of the same as the first. I think we tightened up even more defensively. I was gonna say, yeah. Um, but you know, I think we're just keeping some sustained pressure, and um, you know, it's paying off. Uh, you know, going into the third specifically, what I'm looking for is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more forecheck, even even more than the second and first, just because I'm finding like we're not exactly pressuring their D as much as we should because the guys they have on the ice right now, like Jordy, Ben, like these guys will cough up the puck. And uh, I don't know what it is. It seems like we're a little bit more hesitant to get in the zone. Yeah, I have a theory on that. I, I, I think we're going to Montreal Sunday, Monday, back-to-back games, and we're kind of holding ourselves a little bit just to conserve some energy. Um, I think the Habs know if they can get a goal or two tonight, it's basically over. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'd like to see a little more push. I just want to mention Stahl having two breakaways great. in the great. second period. But um, yeah, overall, I think just our defense is just swallowing them whole. Like there's just nothing there. There hasn't been like a good chance yet. Yeah, it's been almost like a little boring to watch the Jets. Like yeah. whenever they have the puck, like they they can barely get through the molasses neutral zone. And if <laughs> they do get it, there there's basically one guy in the zone and. Sherratt, Edmondson, Petrie, or Weber just keeps them to the outside along the yeah, boards. Yeah, the rare and just time nothing. they dump it in deep. Carey Price just plays yeah. it, which absolutely fucks and the they whole had, And they had a few good shots, like, right up in front of Carey Price. But then again, like, you get through this top 4D, and then, like, it's Carey Price there. So it's like, yeah. it, it, it must be very frustrating, and I'm sure that's what, uh, you know, got, you know, Mark Shifley going last night, too, or yeah. two nights ago. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised at how uh, it's not very physical. No, I think everyone's kind of kind of like pulled off the yeah. I think gas a little. I think next game is going to be the game where it really really lights up. Yeah, uh, especially if the Habs score early. Yeah, I think I think next game is going to be the game that basically uh, you know it's either I'm not going to make any predictions tonight, but if it goes our way tonight, then you know the Habs are going to have a little bit more oomph on uh, Sunday with the fans there, and if it goes for us tonight, then I think the Jets are going to kind of have like an oh shit moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. Either way, I think it's been more physical uh, that game, and uh, I think the Jets specifically are hitting a little bit less than than on uh, game one because they hit a lot on game one. Yeah. They had like forty five hits think, or something. Like I said, I think they're holding back just because yeah. they don't know what's going to be called. Just uh, yeah, with I the, yeah, I the, think the, it's the seasonal feel to it. Yeah, I think it's a bit of that, but it's mostly they they realize that 
I think they were overcommitting on hits and they just didn't have the puck at all game one. And I think they're focused a little bit more on like controlling the puck and which is doing them yeah nothing. <laughs> yeah, they yeah it's, yeah. Uh, I the one thing is I'd like to see the Habs go out and get another goal early enough in the the third just because like you know one goal leads or oh, nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's basically zero zero. So uh, yeah, let's go get a third a second and uh, we'll catch you guys after the game. All right, here we are after the game. One nothing win. Kind of a bit of a snoozer, but uh, you know I'll take the win. We're up two nothing now, heading back to Montreal for back to back games again. So we got a game Sunday at six p.m. and then eight p.m. on Monday night. So it's going to be two big games. We can close it out in Montreal. Um, you know, based on tonight, uh, what do you think? Have a coffee before the game. Yeah. <laughs> These are going to be boring games. Yeah. These are going to be defensive battles. These are not going to be exciting. We got all of the electricity out in the first game. <laughs> um, no, and I, I'm okay with that. Uh, hopefully a little bit more, you know, energy being at home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a little boring. Yeah, it, it was boring, but you know what? Again, that's a road game. Like, yeah. you want it to be boring. I don't want us to rely on these, like, so long as Carey Price gets a shutout win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, he, he 30, uh, 30 save shutout for Carey and Price. And some, some real chances from Winnipeg at the end of the game there. They did not, the Habs didn't play well in the third, realistically. No. They played well defensively, but they didn't play a complete game. Um, this is why you have Carey Price in net. He can steal a game yeah. every now and then because there's a couple saves there where it's not even that they were, you know, highlight real saves, but it's just his ability to be in position is what steals those yeah, games. Yeah, there was, there was definitely in the third there at least two or three. You're that, yawning. Yeah. Jeez, it put me to sleep. In the third there, there was at least two or three that, like, realistically could have gone in. Like, they, yeah. you know, they had some decent chances there. They really came out. Uh, the Jets really came out firing in the third. That lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, but um, you know, really just stood up. What were you saying about Lekin in there? It's such a good point. He made such a good play with his stick. Oh yeah. So for anyone who missed this one, Lekin's playing defense in ours. So in our zone, when he's blocking shots, I just noticed he has this kind of like way of holding his stick. So this is going to be hard to describe, but I'll try. So Lekin shoots left, which means his left hand is lower on the stick. Um, and his blade is to on his left side when he's normally skating. So instead of holding his stick in his dominant right hand and kind of waving it like a wand, he kind of holds it almost like a goalie would with his, his left hand and keeps his stick pointed to the left. So I'm going to post a picture of it on our Instagram when I when I, I'll find it somewhere. But basically it allows for him to kind of reach across and start his play with his stick already in position, and it allows him to take up more room. Yeah, on the he, ice. Uses, he uses his free dominant hand almost like a glove. Like yeah, he, it was he, just he tries so to cool. block shots and like glove them. It's and really he, cool. and he keeps his blade to the ice, like facing the way he wants to go. So it saves him that transition of pulling his hands back together, where he can just put his hand on his stick and he's good to go. It's yeah. just it's those little things that I'm sure like all the players on the Habs do it to a certain degree, but. That's what makes him just a, an elite defensive player. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, he maybe picked that up from, like, a Deno or a Byron or even an Armia. Yeah. But it just, it was cool. I never noticed it before. And it, yeah. it, it does those little things that will matter. Yeah. Lekin had a great game. I noticed him, his forecheck was really strong tonight. Um, but, again, the highlight for me that game, you know, obviously besides Carey Price, 30 save shutout, has got to be that fourth line, Stahl, yeah. uh, Stahl Armia, and uh, Perry. It's just... That line's just clicking. That's just, uh, you know, match made in heaven. But 
can ask for much more than those guys. You know, six points for Eric Stahl in his nine games now. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just wicked. Toffoli continues his streak. Another shorthanded goal. There's nothing better than making these guys uh, uneasy on the power play. You know, because they got a you know they got a wicked power play. Obviously, they're down Stastny and and, mm-hmm. and Shifley. Stastny's less important on the power play there, but still significant. But um, you know, making them second guess themselves and a really high pressure power play, making them take that extra second yeah, to think. And it's force huge. plays. Yeah. But yeah, I think honestly, it's the, the the icing on the cake of this one was right at the end of the game, panning to Shifley, kind of, you know, pulling his hair a little, hands in his uh, head in his hands, just kind of now. I think it's dawning on him, like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving him honestly the credit of being like, what did I do? I hurt someone. I'm saying, what did I do? I screwed my team. Yeah. So he should check his DMs. I sent him uh, <laughs> what, what he did to his team. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, just. We'll see how game three goes. Yeah. I'm expecting a little more scoring from the halves, but you know, Carey Price, that was his eighth shutout in the uh, playoffs. I think it was Jacques Plante yeah. and uh, Ken Dryden both have 10. Uh, I was saying to you, like, not not to jinx it or anything like that, but like, this is the kind of series where we could see another shutout at least one more. Yeah. The way Carey Price is playing, also, the way the defense is playing. You know, it's nice for Carey too, because, you know, like going into this series, he's, you know, being compared to Connor Hellebuck and. He's just been just so much better than Connor I, I don't understand why, like, Carey Price gets the bad rap that he does. Like, I completely understand that he ha- he's not great in the regular season. He has been for a few years. But the idea is, like, this guy comes to play when it matters every single time. He's never had a bad playoff. This is the thing. It's like, you know, even last year, people were worried about him. It's Whenever you go into the playoffs, he just he's a different player. He's the golden standard though for goalies. Like yeah. that's the thing is like we keep forgetting. Other than Marc Andre Fleury, this is a guy who was drafted in the top five of his draft and arguably was a a steal at five. Mm-hmm. I think in that two thousand five draft, it was Crosby first, yeah, uh, Kopitar second, and then. I had like like two guys who just I think it, like just don't belong yeah. there. I'm gonna double check it, but. Basically, like, Carey Price realistically is the third best player in his draft, and he's a goalie. Yeah. So, like, you know, he, he's a franchise goalie. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, you can't just, expect a guy who's playing the... 90% of the games of his career and and also just having 970 the whole yeah. time. I think, you know, we, uh, you know we, we screwed him a little bit in the regular season with those years and years of him playing, like, 70 games a year. I mean, yeah. like, that just, you know, it takes a bit of, you know, it takes the uh, really, you know, kills your spirit a little bit to to want to compete in these regular season games and I think we're seeing that now it's not that he doesn't want to compete in the regular season games but he lives for these moments and you know he's obviously uh he shines when it counts I you know I as long as we make the playoffs I don't really care you know if he's a 930 or a 900 in the regular season I couldn't Absolutely. care less you know I um, the only thing I care about is that he's you know getting shutouts in the second series of the uh NHL playoffs and uh you know he has not had one even, uh, he hasn't even had one game that wasn't fantastic yet. No, exactly. He had that one rough save percentage-wise yeah. where we kind of like, yeah. hung him out to dry. Yeah, where basically two of those goals went off of uh, off uh, Jeff, Jeff Petrie. Petrie. And exactly. Like, yeah, so. um, yeah, sorry, just to kind of amend what I said, I, Kopitar was 11th that year. The top five picks of the 2005 entry draft were in order Crosby, then Bobby Ryan, Jack Johnson, Benoit Puglia, Oof. and then Kerry Price. So, so he's second best in that top five there. Yeah. yeah. E- easily. Like, easily. Easily. Unless someone's making the argument for Bobby Ryan. Yeah, which like <laughs> one year of Bobby Ryan versus every year of Carey yeah. Price. That's my argument. It's like we were talking about 
last goalie in the last 20 years to uh, win the, the Hart yeah, Trophy. I think what we just saw with Carey Price is, you know, early on in his career, he, you know, he had enough. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's like an age thing. I think it's more of like a uh, a willingness and a and a and a you know a drive to compete like this every single game. And just you know, as he ages and as he gets more experience in this league, he has less energy to devote like this intensity to every game. So yes. he devotes them to the playoffs. That's it. And, and I mean, it, it also there is a big part of like it. Eric Stahl too. Well, exactly. I, that's that's a whole other thing. I can't wait to hear people talk about it. Yeah, Eric Stahl, Stahl, like he you know played like crap in the regular season. Yeah. Just you know, now he's our point leader. What I what I would do with the Eric Stahl, like if this is the type of guy he is, like let him play. Fourth line center next year. I'd potentially sign him. Like I'd resign yeah. him and him just, and Corey Perry. Yeah, for sure. What like at that point, why not? Yeah. And then the 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 other worst case scenario, what you do is like you just kind of have an understanding with him. Let's say he wants to go back home to Minnesota, um, because his wife and kids are there. What you do is you you let him walk on Minnesota, and basically again at the deadline, send two yeah. picks his way. Tell him that like. Yeah. Like in full, basically have him inform Minnesota that he wants to be traded yeah. and that he only wants to go to Montreal. Be, at that age, they'll do whatever you want for these yeah. guys, you know? So yeah. it's like, he can, we can just keep cycling that through until yeah. he retires. Or just move <laughs> to Montreal and, and get out of Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we're just kind of rambling on because there's uh, nothing to talk about. Yeah, that was a really, you know, really boring game, but, you know, came away with the, the win. I you call know, it New York Islanders trifecta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a New York Islanders win. But, you know, just imagine being a Jets fan right now, having to sleep, having to sleep through, having to watch through that snoo- that snoozer mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just like we did, but come out with the loss. So, yeah. you know, let's be happy. We got the W and back to Montreal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Could you take a moment for the empty netter? Fully hits the post. It goes right to <laughs> Philip Deneau. This poor guy. I want him to score one. Philip Deneau claps it at the net. Yeah. To only have Neil Pionger, Jake Morrissey come sliding through like a second baseman. Yeah, yeah. it was just so you, you could, could just only, tell he wanted it you could so read, bad. You could read uh, Deneau's lips. He's like, "Ah, damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> he also shot it off the face off. Like yeah. I just like he didn't I, even look at the net. He, he, he saw he the puck. Just, yeah. it forward. Oh, I just I, I want one for him now. Yeah, me too. He, he's a. Uh, you know, the, the amazing thing with Phil Deneau is just, you know, even if he gets zero points this playoffs, like, he's one of our most valuable players. Yeah. It's crazy. That's uh, the very thing. few guys in the NHL like that. And as the teams dwindle down, we'll need him more and more to play that yeah. shutdown role. Yeah, maybe it'll culminate into Nathan McKinnon. We'll see. Who, again, said Deneau's the hardest person he's and again, to play against. And again, you know, again, like, we, we, we realize, like... Yeah, Nathan McKinnon's a great hockey player, but he's in the same caliber as Austin Matthews. I mean, I I, I would argue with on that one. I like, would say Nathan McKinnon's a better player than Austin. Well, no, he's a, he's a better player. I'm just saying they're in the same caliber. Like they're, they're the same. Oh, caliber yeah, you're saying player. like they're S tier. Yeah, they're yeah. S tier. Like they're both S tier players. Yeah. Like I don't think it's a, like no, a, no, no. I just meant like we're I, anti-Leaf, I, but we're not anti-Leaf. Yeah, yeah, I but I do personally think that while McK- uh, like McKinnon and McDavid are let's say like A plus players, I do see. That half step down where like Matthews no, no, are a player. There's a little subculture in the S tier where there's like, you know, basically, you know, Peak Crosby, uh, McKinnon, McDavid, like those guys. Uh, throw Stamkos in there even, but then, actually, you know, Stamkos will go more with Matthews. That's it. Yeah. I was gonna say, but like just, but my point is, is like, there's not a big enough difference that yes. I'd actually separate. Them I agree. And, you know, I agree. it's like, uh, yeah, but I, you know, if he can do that with. Uh, um, you know, Marner and Matthews, you know, it's obviously going to be more difficult with a line of three of those guys, but I'm just saying, like, it's definitely doable. I mean, yeah. it'll be okay. Oh, yeah. So, They're I mean, still human. Yeah, and let's not wait for uh, 
Yeah, it's not you start doing the thing yeah. where you look forward and then the, you know, That's what the Leafs were doing. Yeah, exactly. So And we are not We are not the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys on Sunday. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.